You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the Bulls losing to the Bucks. They're six in a row. And how is this team set up going into the All-Star break? We're going to get into all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook uh, of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat, it, it's listen, I mean, we're just here. We, we're this with well, Chicago, Chicago lose central. I don't know what to say. Like, it just, it's just, it's bad, bro. Like, we're here to talk about losses, fam. Yeah. Um, Bulls took the L to the Bucks. It, I, I mean, I wasn't uh, expecting the world in this one. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? Like, it felt mm-hmm. like one of those games that the Bulls were poised to win. Bucks come in on a win streak. Bulls are on TNT. Bulls had lost five in a row. It felt like one of those games where it's like, we shouldn't win this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if we did. Uh, and then at the end of it, right, like, Bulls, we're in an uphill battle, right? Like, they go come into this game, no DeMar DeRozan, no Javante Green, no DJJ, no uh, uh, Lonzo Ball, who hasn't been there all season, no Goran Dragic, right? Like it, it, it was an uphill battle the entire time this game. Uh, and uh, at a minimum, right? Like I, I said it earlier, you got to see your young boys come out and play and see what they were going to look like coming out and playing. So um, it's not a loss I didn't expect. The Bulls were competitive for a little while in this with their young players playing. I, I don't know. Like it, six in a row is tough. Six losses in a row was tough, especially heading into the all-star break. Uh, We've talked a lot about buyouts and stuff like that. I think that could hurt some of the names that might have come here. Actually, it could hurt almost all of the names that might have come here. But uh, it might be a good thing in the long run. Who knows, right? Like, Mm -hmm. do we really want to add one of the buyout names to this team if it was was, going to just lead to another playoff first round exit or even maybe not even making the playoffs? Uh, That's how how this Bulls team is trending here. But – you know, I, I I just felt like, right, like you could tell Giannis going out injured changed this game. And it meant it, it meant the Bulls could stay close for a while. But it, it still didn't mean you were better than the Bucs. Yeah, it, it looking at this game and starting off very like the Bucs just came in and executed like they knew they were the better team. And even when yeah. Lonzo went down. The way that they just continue playing, playing through Brooke Lopez, you know, every, every player stepping up when they needed big Ooh. shots, like everything just pointed to they were a more prepared team and a better team than the Chicago Bulls, things that we already should have known coming into this game. And I know that we've beat them earlier in the season. I know that, you know, we've had our everybody quotes our record against uh, teams above 500 in the Eastern Conference. But right now, this Bulls team is even different from that team. This Bulls team looks d- defeated in, in a lot of ways. Um, it kind of looks like they are just really down on themselves. Now, the young players came in, played good, played with some energy. They're young players. That's what you expect from them. That's why they probably should have been playing a little bit more over the course of the season. But, you know, we'll get to that when we get into it. Uh, overall, like, Vooch stepped up, had a much better second half than first half, but Brooke Lopez was completely cooking him. Um, 
it, you know, the Bulls just, they didn't do enough to get it done. They just, they didn't. It's just, there's no way that 38% from the field ain't going to cut it. 31% from three-point range ain't going to cut it. Uh, getting, they only got out-rebounded by one, but I swear it felt yep. like they just got, they got out-rebounded badly. So, you know, that's why, you know, you got to watch the game, man. Look at the stats. Sometimes the feel of the game when you're watching it, it skews reality as well. But uh, the Bulls overall, like, I commend them for how they played at times. They, there were there were certain runs and stretches that they went on that I was like, hey, they can keep doing. Like, they kept it, what, at a 10-point deficit for a while. They got it down to six at one point, um, yeah. hitting big shots, and it felt like maybe the momentum was going to switch then. And, you know, I'll, I'll give the Bulls that credit because there are sometimes in second halves of games where Bulls get out to, to uh, big deficits. They just never really even uh, seem like they're going to go on another run. It seemed for a while there that they were trying to come back and it just wasn't enough. And eventually the better team, because I think the Bucks are still a better team than the Bulls, even yeah. without Giannis, won. And it, here's the tough part, right? Here's the sad part about all of that, right? Like you come out of this game and for once, I can't say your other guys didn't do what you asked them to do. Um, yeah. I, I Dale and Terry, 13, 6, and 7 in 27 minutes of play. This kid showed that he has an ability to play in this NBA, that's not that's not versus the scrubs, right? That was versus yeah. really good Bucks players. That was versus Drew Holiday. He was playing some really good defense. That was versus, you know what I mean? Like so, to me, I, I'm I'm looking at that and I'm saying, okay, Dalen Terry's giving me production. Oh snap, Patrick Williams, sixteen two and five. He came out and he came out uh, and and he showed production today. He he played well defensively, fought his way through. Uh, I thought he was doing well on Giannis early on in the game as well, right? Like the thing with Giannis that I that I notice is right, like is, is he just going to the bucket and finishing easily, or are you making him adjust a little bit? Patrick Williams making him adjust a little bit. Giannis was facilitating. Your other guys made plays in this game, and the problem is Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, Io DeSumo were ineffective for most of this game. We, we we watch this game and feel better about it because of how Dalen Terry, Patrick Williams, and Carlick Jones played. <laughs> because there was intensity. Because yeah. there was fight. Because there was want to from those three guys. But the two guys that make the most money and the third guy who it just feels like, right, has just continued to take a step back, even though he is in the Rising Stars game, which surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Um. It it It's... You lost this game. You weren't competitive in this game because those guys didn't play well. And I mean, Vooch got cooked all night. Like that's that's it, it is what it, he was. He always gets cooked by Brooke Lopez, but Brooke Lopez took like special pride in it tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, it was like uh, Brooke Lopez saw Vooch and said, "Hey, we eating Vooch tonight." <laughs> is that uh, a pause? That's that's a that's, tough one. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Oh, um, <laughs> about that one, bro. I don't know about that one. We doing what tonight? <laughs> Hold up, pause. Wait a second. <laughs> no, we doing what? What? <laughs> oh man! Look okay. what the Bulls have done to Hayes. Yeah, 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 yeah. What have y'all done? <laughs> You broken him. <laughs> oh man, oh, uh, man. let me transition off of that. I mean, wh wh how'd you feel about the play of Zach Levine tonight, man? I mean, eighteen points, two two assists, five rebounds. It, it didn't. He played thirty two minutes. I swear, it felt like he played fifteen. 
Bro, I, I, I feel like Zach Levine disappeared today. And even in games where Zach plays bad, you still notice it, right? Like, there are times where I'm like, why isn't Zach in the game? And I'm like, oh, no, he is actually in the game. Like, it, it I, bro, the play of Zach Levine tonight, like, for everybody that throws any critique th- towards Zach Levine, this game, this game gave them even more ammunition because, to yep. me, it just felt like Zach made little to no impact on this game. And here's here's my issue with it. 18, 2, and 5, not a bad night, not a good yeah. night. Shot the ball poorly. Um, there's too many of these nights. This season, there have been absolutely too many of these nights. Yeah. I, I And I said, I think I said this on here. I, I might have said it over on the breeze. I don't remember. We do a lot of shows. When LeBron scores under 20, there's like years in between it. <laughs> like, they literally are like, LeBron James scored under 20 tonight. But it's because he rolled his ankle in the first yeah. quarter and didn't play for, like, half the game. right? Like, LeBron James scores 20 points in games he don't play in sometimes. So. <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's very impressive. <laughs> but, like, the, the, those are the things, right, that you hear about a lot of those players, right? Like, Kevin Durant scored 18 points. This is the first time he hasn't scored over 20 points in six years. Zach Levine didn't score under 20 points. Last week, or scored under twenty points, I should say. Last week, yeah, and the week before that, and the week—it's too often that we're seeing these games. And I understand, right? Like there is a part of it that I think is Zach Levine being played out of position. He shouldn't be a point guard. If we ain't figured that out by now, good lord, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like he—he he can't be a point guard. He, it takes away too much of his game. But there's too many nights where we look up and Zach Levine is 15 points, 17 points, 18 points. That's not a $215 million player. You're going to get those nights where he's going off for 30 plus, but your, your max player shouldn't be giving you 15 points in a, in a, in a, in a game, bro. Like tonight, 18 points in a game, bro. In 32 minutes. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm I know I, I agree with you. I don't know, I'm just counting something. Uh Zach Levine this season has had 16 games played with that that he's gotten un, under 20 points in. That's insane. Out of 54 games played. That's a lot of games, dog. That's a lot, that's a that's, lot of that's games. A lot of games I mean, for like, for a max level player. I don't even think LeBron's 37 years old. I don't I don't even know if he's had <laughs> Five no, games that he hasn't scored over under 20 in. That's weird, bro. It's really strange. Um, but you know what? Uh, you know, it's 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 just been bad, bro. And you know, we're gonna get into next. We're gonna talk about the Bulls at the All-Star break. But before we do that, we gotta talk about uh one of our sponsors. That's Nissan. Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2003 Nissan. Uh, Aria, and I guess guess who's not going to get that? It's not going to be Zach Levine. Pat, who's your uh, Nis- uh, Nissan's most electric player of the week? I'm giving it to Dalen Terry. I would also give it to Dalen Terry. Clap it up. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I just love so, the fury that it brings us every time, bro. I, I don't know. Every time you do that, like, I, 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 the vein pops out. Like, I just, I get a little color. pissed off. <laughs> Electric, brilliantly fierce, fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful, ele- elegantly powerful. Uh, drivers on duality, combination of fierceness, elegance, beautiful but strong. The perfect 
SUV crossover. That is from Nissan. Uh, the Aria is that all those things. Now, the, uh, <laughs> the 2003 Nissan Aria packs pin your you to your seat power, a premium intelligence all-in-one EV. That's all new, all electric 2003 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. That was... All right, Pat. <laughs> All-star break, bro. What are, you, what are your thoughts where the Bulls sit at the All-star break? 11th at the Eastern Conference. We are now, what, seven games below 500. Yep. Is this season still salvageable? Yeah. I mean, if, are we being realistic? Are we being just right? Like, by the numbers, yeah. By the players on this team, yeah but I don't know if the heart is. And that depends on what kind of mindset this Bulls team comes out in the second half of the season. Like if we, if we're honest, right? Like we've seen the Bulls. This is the tough part. The problem with the Bulls is giving us a game where four quarters of that game, you look like the team that we thought you're supposed to be. We've seen the team. We've seen this team cook. For three quarters and the fourth quarter messes you up, either whether it be the second, the third, the first. We've seen this team dominate. So they have the talent to do it. But do you have the ability to do it for four quarters? If by some stroke of imagination, these mugs go into the all-star break and they see a shaman or something like that. And all of a sudden, right, like they break whatever curses over the Chicago Bulls right now. And they figure out, hey, did y'all know basketball is four quarters? I thought we was playing hockey this whole time. I was wondering why we had the fourth period. If they come out and figure out that they play four quarters of basketball, then yeah, the Chicago Bulls can turn this thing around. But they got to figure that out. It's on the players. It's on it's on Billy Donovan as well. I'm not I'm not pulling blame off of Billy Donovan, but your players don't go out there with four quarters worth of intensity. Yeah. Your players don't go out there with four quarters worth of fight. Hey, they usually start the first quarter just like, let's feel this team out. And then the team goes up 10 and they're like, hey, I, I felt enough. Pause. Just to be safe. I don't know. I don't know. That's just me being safe. But it's just you you have to come out with four quarters of intensity, and we haven't seen the Chicago Bulls do that. We can count the games. Dallas. And what else? Second Miami game? Second Boston game. Second Boston game. We cooked all the way through in that one. Yeah. The the second Bucks game, I believe we cooked all the way through in that one. I believe that one as well. The first game against the Nets. First game against game the Nets. Through. Io was cooking Kyrie Irving. I think. I mean, that's here's it, the problem, though. No, we're counting them. Yeah. We played 50 plus games at this point. We got four. And two of those games are at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Bro, this season has been so tough. And it, we're, the, the fact of the matter is, like, I, I, 
I don't hold any hope for anything to change after the All-Star break for the Chicago Bulls. I think it's going to be more of the same. They are going to go on some winning streaks, followed by some long losing streaks, and then followed by just some disgusting play. Like, it's just that's just what this team is. And like I've said before several times, where I say we're this team right now, nothing. I don't care if this team goes on a 12-game winning streak. She's going to change my mind on what needs to happen this offseason. That's just how I feel. And so at this point, I, it kind of... Yeah. Yeah. It kind of just is what it is. Like, and and I get it. I get the desire to sign Russ. I get the desire to sign John Wall. I get the desire to still try to add some talent and go on a playoff push. But the thing that I sit right now, no matter where that ends, whether the Bulls somehow magically by the power of I don't even know what the Jordan statue outside the building um, make avoid the playing and actually make the playoffs. That does not change what needs to happen in this offseason. You have built something that just doesn't fit together. And AK needs to make moves and do something to make it fit better. That's his job. That's what he needs to do. The only thing I see changing that is if by some stroke, right? Like the only point guard I really see that, that would change it is Russ. If he turns back into old Russ, right? Which I don't think is going to happen. But um, the only thing I see changing that is if, right, like you literally see a point guard plopped in there and it really changes the entire dynamic of this team. It's the only thing I can even think that changes what the outcome of this offseason will be. And if the, in that situation, then you just got to be like, all right, we got to go find two really young well, point guards that see, are going to be around. For here's us. my issue with that. To me, the way that I would look at that is that the team picked up their energy because they got a new influx of energy, right? And when you bring something new to a team, especially a player like a Russ or John Wall that have something to prove, it rightfully so should bring a new level of energy to the team. But I'm still looking at it. Why didn't you guys have that? It usually doesn't last, though. It usually True, doesn't but that's last. Thing. And I really it, do it better believe. last 23 games. We only got 23 games left. It better hey, last hey, 23 listen, games. Hey, listen, I'm going to be real with you. You saw how Tristan lasted. Tristan lasted for a week. But Tristan, but the <laughs> thing is, is, Tristan, honestly, if we're looking at it real talk, we wanted him to come in and play a goon role, right? We wanted him to yeah, come in did. and we bring some of that. Hit, what's his name? Yes, yeah. It's, and it's a lot different than what we are looking for now. We are looking for an identity. Like, we didn't have an identity then either. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think we were necessarily expecting Tristan to set the identity. We were expecting Tristan to come in and help with an area that we needed help in. At this point, Russ would be setting our identity for the rest of the season. And that's a problem. Well, I... I don't know that the tough part is right. Like, yes, he would be setting the identity mostly because he's going to hold people accountable. But I think the, the thing is right. Like the only change that you can hope for or, or the only thing that you can hope for that even gives you an inkling of, okay, maybe you can keep this team together is if he comes in and plays point guard and this team looks like, okay, what well, a point guard is what we thought. Now to me, you still have a bunch of people out of position. I still probably would move on with from DeMar DeRozan in my opinion, because you have a bunch of people out of position and you've seen even with a bunch of kids in the lineup today, like legit kids, like you had Patrick Williams, Dalen Terry played a ton of minutes. Carla Jones got some good run. They, they play Malcolm Hill, like four minutes, five minutes. I thought Malcolm Hill was going to get run over Carla Jones. Right. And then, uh, uh, Kobe White out there. Trash, bro. Uh, Car yeah. I, I, I Listen, he was there for a reason. <laughs> there was no one left. <laughs> and this goes again to prove everybody who always sees players cooking in the G League is like, we need that player up. The G League scoring is not but, NBA score. But I'll say this. Carly played good defense. Carly came out and get was aggressive on defense. Like that, that's the that's what I'm saying, though, right? Like it looked better offensively, not not percentage-wise and stuff like that, but just how the system flowed with young dudes on the court. 
that are used to playing a modern style of basketball. That tells you all you need to know about having DeMar DeRozan on this team. I love DeMar. I think DeMar is a heck of a scorer. I think he's an assassin. I think there's not many people that can stand in front of him if he gets to his spot and are going to be able to slow him down. It is a 2005 style of offense, and unless he's willing to come off of the bench and play that role for you, he cannot be in your starting lineup. That is a heck of a bench player right there. But he's too good to actually be a bench player. That's the conundrum you're in. It's a 2005 style of offense. I'll tell you this. It's it's all about sacrifice because some would say Manu Ginobili was too good to be a bench player. He's a bench player most of his career. It really just depends on how much are you willing to sacrifice for this team for a better fit. Yeah, he's too good to be a bench player. Absolutely. I don't disagree with that. But if going into this offseason, in, in the way that this AK retools, reshapes this team, yeah. if at that point it's a better situation for the team for DeMar to come off the bench, I hope that DeMar will be open to accepting that. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. It, it it would definitely be, hey, do you really want to stay here? Yeah. And even then, right, like, what are you going to all of a sudden? Like, he, he is too good to only play 18 minutes a game. He really is. Oh, that's for like sure. He, like, if for you sure. put, like, to me, you put DeMar on one of these younger teams, and he brings a veteran presence, he brings learning, he brings understanding, he puts you in the right, but he's he's too good to play 18 minutes a game, so he's not going to come off of the bench. So for me, right, I'm I'm looking at, okay, if we're moving on from that piece, how do we replace that piece? Maybe that is P-Will. What we got from P-Will tonight, I loved what we saw there. And I think with this Bulls team right now, where they're sitting at and how they're heading into this all-star break, you realize right now in these two games, me and you have said it, and just seeing it and everybody else sees it, the offense just flows better without him on the court. You're not going to score as much, but I don't know. To me, it just it just flows better, man. Hey, but we do got to let you guys know, before we get into this final topic, man, because we got to talk about somebody that stepped up while DeMar was off the court. Talk about that. Uh, hold up, hold up. If y'all was on the live call with me, man, y'all know what it is. Talk about Terry time. <laughs> Terry time. It's Terry time out here, y'all. Uh, but before we do that, man, we got to tell you guys about Built Bar, here's the thing, man. If you guys are looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you got to go with Built Bar. Uh, uh, the workout process, whatever you're doing right now, you already know that Built Bar is bringing you this healthy but actually tasty treat. I'm talking about actually healthy. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, whopping 17 grams of protein, and they come in unbelievable flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond and now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years we've been telling you order your built bars at built.com now you can get them at your local walmart and or sam's club that's right head to your nearest walmart today and walk up to the pharmacy section grab yourself a box of built bars where you can pick up a four box of cookies and cream or double chocolate or coconut puff or if you're close to a sam's club run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter and churro you can thank me later all right, Pat. Time to talk about Dalen Terry the Rook playing the most minutes that he's played. Um, I had a pretty hot take on it over on Bull Central, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it over to you first. How do you feel about the performance of one Dalen Terry tonight? Shout out to him, man. He got time, got on the court, made an impact offensively and defensively. Made an impact. 
13 points, wasn't scared, wasn't uh, worried about the moment. And you know what? There were a lot of people that were like, why didn't Billy play him sooner? I love that he waited. We talk about trial by fire like it always works. We don't talk about how many people get burned. Mm. And Dale and Terry, when he first came into the NBA, didn't look ready. Didn't look like he was ready for the moment. Didn't look like he knew what was going to happen. Didn't look like he knew where to be in the system. Didn't look like he was confident enough to be out there, even with the bench. Wait, hold your time, reassess, get halfway through the season. 13, 6, and 7 in 27 minutes of play. I'm not expecting Dalen Terry to go out there and give me 25 points a night. I'm expecting him to bring the energy that he brought tonight, the aggressiveness, the assertiveness that he brought tonight. I'm expecting him to get better. I'm also expecting him to gain some weight because Drew Holiday pushed that man around like a rag doll when he was trying to back that man down. Drew Holiday's 205 pounds at 6'3", bro. That's a big dude. Like, like he is he is country strong. Y'all leave him out there, man. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, but, I mean, we got to give it to Dalen Terry. He's put on 8 to 10 pounds of muscle during the season. That man's about to – off season of focusing on weight training, he about to put on some muscle. Fab, it don't matter how much muscle you put on, unless he put on. What, what is Dalen Terry? One seventy? No, one eighty. No, it's two oh five now. He's two oh five. Dalen Terry six seven two oh five. That's a different two oh five than Drew Holiday is six three. I tell you <laughs> that right now, boy. Drew Holiday moved that man like I'm like, ain't no way that boy that light boy. Uh, well, shout out to Dale and Terry for getting up to 205. Maybe 215, Drew Holiday won't be able to move you. I doubt it. I've seen him move LeBron. The boy's just strong. But, uh, no, I, I thought that Terry played really well, um, and, and I thought that he brought a lot of what we've asked for all season, and that's what I love about it. I don't care if he, I don't care if he comes out and gives me 5-5-5. Five, five, and five. I will say this. Every pass he threw, I believe, was a bucket. He, he threw he, a pass he has, he has, in the corner, and he made a three. <laughs> he, has court, he has court vision that I didn't think that he would have at this level. Um, but, yeah. again, that goes to why the G League does. Now, I do think that Dalen should have been playing earlier than this now. But the thing is, is that he was able to go in the G League and work on very specific things of his game. I don't know if he makes those passes if he came into the NBA and got thrown right into the fire. I don't know if he did. Now, I will say that I do think he should have been playing before now, but that's just my personal opinion. But this is the type of impact you can expect Dalen to have. Not necessarily over the score 13 points, but he's going to do a little bit of everything on the court. Like you said, you went over the stat line. Seven rebounds, six assists, one steal, 13 points, positive uh, plus minus of plus one. That's the type of play that you need to expect from Dalen Terry early on as he's refining his game, refining his shot. I tell you what. That shot looked pretty good today. Um, so it, it 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 bro, the form on it is better to compare to how it was. It always a, looks good. The shout out, well, since he's been back, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Because when he first came, like when I was yeah, looking we, at his college tape after we shot. drafted him, that yeah. shot was bro, you could you like, could you you could have made a sandwich in the time it took him to get that shot hey, off, bro. It was like it was like here, and then he was like pulling that mug back and then letting that mug go. Like, Stop. It was it was Think a about it. Shot. He was thinking about everything they teach you when you're shooting the bat. Is my hand right here? Where's the seam of, of the basketball? All right, bet. Am I gonna sh- let it go? Like all oh, they went through the whole thought process. Um, <laughs> but it was nice to see Dalen Terry in the game that he had. And it, you you brought up some comments that Billy Donovan made in the in the his post-game presser. What was those? Yeah, so uh, they asked Billy Point Blake, right? Is Dalen basically playing just because of injury? 
Or uh, is this going to be something? Is he going to be able to stay in the lineup? And Billy Donovan basically said in his post-game press conference that uh, somebody's got to sit, right, with the team that they have. Uh, not not everybody's going to get an opportunity to play. Um, I think that speaks volumes. I think that tells you uh, that somebody's not going to be playing. And more than likely, it's probably going to be the kid, which is, I mean, from what I've seen from him in two games, I, I I don't think you could stop him because to me, right, like he's giving you what DJJ can give you. DJJ is just more experienced. And he's a better passer to me. I'm not going to lie. Some of them passes he threw. I will say this. Maybe maybe this is AK's Batman moment and we just haven't realized it yet. The, some of them passes look very Lonzo-esque. Like when he got the pass, when, when they won the jump ball and the ball just landed in his hands and then like the camera couldn't keep up with the ball, because he had already flicked it with his wrist and the ball went flying down to Malcolm Hill for an easy lay. I was like, mm-hmm. what the heck was that? How'd he just do that? <laughs> so, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, right. Like to me, Billy Donovan bringing that up, uh, saying that somebody had to sit, he brought up the fact that Drummond had to sit in the lineup for, uh, for some, some time this season. And so it's just because of how much talent they have on the team. Um, I, I I'd play him over DJJ. Okay. I, I I would play him. It's tough because it's recency bias, right? I don't know if I'd play him over IO. IO's playing really bad right now, though. I was playing bad basketball. I was playing some bad basketball out there. I know it's Drew Holiday, but I've been watching IO literally all season. I'm just like, dog, he just sometimes he's just out there running and jumping, dog. And missing wide open layups. Well, he's gotten past that. Now he's just missing everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Doc, like, can can he knock down a corner three to save his life? Um, no. I mean, I think at that point no. he just he's he just he he just makes sure that his will was updated. Yeah, that's what I think he did. Make sure that his will is updated. His will is updated. Oh, yeah, it, it's 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 tough, man. But I I I love what the kid has brought in the couple of games we've gotten to see him. I also remember this, uh, when teams really don't have a chance to game plan for you, you can kind of get away with stuff like that. But he puts himself in good positions. Uh, Dalen Terry sure. cuts every shot. Dalen Terry followed his shot. Followed have this shot. I haven't seen a player follow a shot all season. Well, no. The <laughs> last time we saw was the time that Patrick Williams had that put back. And we were like, see, if you do that more often, you'll get a little bit more points off that. And he said, all right, bet. I'm never going to do it again. So well, yeah, I, I Pat Will, I'll tell you this. Out of everything Pat Will does, that boy don't cut. Pat Will stand on the perimeter. He does bro, not cut. Bro, I, I really I really need a coach who's gonna say tell Pat like cut, bro. Cause like with his size and speed, and we did see him take it, like take a couple of uh rebounds and take it to the rim himself. Like he just need Pat just needs to believe in himself. But that's a story for another day, man. Uh, it's time to wrap because I'll get into a whole nother show on what Patrick Williams needs to do. Like I said, please, whatever you guys do, hire a hypnotist for Patrick Williams this offseason. Pat, what you got to end the show? Bro? Yeah, just just keep doing what he did tonight. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. What you did tonight without DeMar DeRozan on the court, keep doing that. Because they really was just like, when they put Wes Matthews on him, I was like, is he is he cooking right now? Is he killing this man? 
Uh, hey, man, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. If you're on the Twitter side right now, hit that like and retweet this mug, man. Stop playing with us. We know y'all see us. And then uh, you can follow me on everything at Path of Design. Appreciate y'all for showing love. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, that's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now for your second listen, go and check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Path of Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls. Peace, y'all. Peace.